0: You know jim we do the superhero theme because of people like you jim stewartson is with us tonight on narrative live it's so good to be with you guys it's so good to be with you jim you're back from twitter uh exile i guess for a little while but uh hi jim how are you tonight
1: uh you know i was hoping you would ask me that question because you know not great man We got a lot of work to do we have a democracy to save i just don't feel you know the urgency
0: that needs to be out there so yeah i think that there know, is a, I, a feeling I, of that I, I, yeah so and the time and so the I'm, time I'm, is ticking and we'll talk a lot about that tonight i think there's a lot that still can be done maybe there's more that's yeah, being done no, that I'm, we can't see and uh I ain't hope,
1: giving up man that's why i'm here
0: i know that's that's why we were thrilled you're here and i do want to start with what happened to you was it like 10 days ago No, it seems i don't remember the date uh yeah
1: you're nine i guess yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Gates. Now, this was an incredible thing because if people don't know, you were taken out of Twitter because of a complaint, a kind of ridiculous complaint by Joe Rogan of all people who shouldn't be in Was it Joe Rogan directly or was it his people or was it other people?
1: You don't know, right? You don't that's know. Part of, part of the problem here is that well, there's nothing transparent about this. Yeah, you know, I was, you know, did my podcast the day before, I, like everything was perfectly normal. I show up like Monday morning and it's like, Barrr.
0: I know if that happened <laughs> to if me, I'd email. have a heart attack. I mean, I'd be really, uh, that would be devastating. It, it's, a, you know, it's it, a lot dude, of work I, that goes into that.
1: I mean, I got, I don't know, five or 6,000 hours into mm. this thing. And, you know, and the the vast majority of the work is basically in Twitter threads.
0: Unbelievable that they have control over that.
1: (laughs) It's Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I've got a a million words in in, in my Twitter feed. about Do you have it
0: back up now? Yeah, I do. Good. All Um, right.
1: I get this email in there and it says, you have been permanently suspended for violating the Twitter rules against a whole bunch of shit that I didn't do, right? Like, you know, sexual harassment, all these things that had nothing to do with it. I think the excuse was that it was ableist because GIMP is sort of an right, old, stupid right. word for people who who need uh, crutches or have a limp or whatever. Right. right. Or you have a gimpy arm. Right. Or, you know. But
0: it means other things that, as well.
1: It, well, I mean, I was thinking about it as because the tweet was that Joe Rogan is Steve Bannon's GIMP. Yeah right it was beatings. about the relationship between those two people and so it was just silly it didn't make any sense and the the issue i have with the whole process is you have no idea who's reporting you you have no that's, idea who's you know who's doing this shit. and then i had to appeal four different times to wow. multiple people calling twitter And I had the most heartwarming uproar I've ever seen in my goddamn life.
0: It was really beautiful. I mean, I got to say, it was a beautiful thing. People really came to your defense. And I think that might have helped. I mean, we don't know for sure, because as you point out, the process is very difficult. But um, it's amazing to me that uh, everyone got together and really, really supported you in a way that validates your work, because it is very important work that you do uh invalidates the importance that they attach to the the work i mean it's sort of you know you you never really know whether people are paying attention to what you're doing uh you sir do know that people are paying attention to what you're doing
1: well i did i mean i i do now i mean i did before i'm sort of you know gaining followers over time Mm. and and i talk to people constantly in my twitter feed and all that but what i saw like i was heartbroken right like you know there was grief involved right and then yeah. but then i mean you know, my twitter account still sort of worked you can go in and look at stuff okay and i saw my face everywhere right
0: it was amazing because everyone
1: took putting their pfps like i mean i got a billboard <laughs> you got a billboard in one of yeah, literal a, di- a digital billboard. with
0: Amazing. Jim
1: Stewart's on it.
0: You know, I love the attachment of the whole idea of of a, you know like imprisonment that it seems like you were being imprisoned. This free Jim Stewartson thing well, is it is it is because right. it is like imprisonment. You know, I'm sure Donald Trump feels the same way, um, but yeah. you know who cares? Um, yeah, but in, exactly. in, you know, but for for those of us who make you know a living off this thing and who spend all our time producing content for it. Taking that away from us is like imprisonment. It's like, it's absolutely like not being able to participate in life.
1: It's my community. It's my people, it's right. my friends, you know? It's how I talk to people in Twitter DMs, you know? It's like, and by the way, if anybody's watching and you've DM'd me and I haven't mm-hmm. responded, they are fucking war zone and please don't take it personally. <laughs> you can always to try. get to them.
0: But you know, I think maybe the situation is more like... The control that they have, that, that Twitter has, and they, all these social mediums have, is really challenging to the future of our social media, but also our ability to have free speech. Because now that Paul Singer has essentially taken over uh, from Jack Dorsey, I know there's other people there, but it's really Paul Singer's management firm that he's done all of this. You yeah. know, billionaire with very, very close ties to Donald Trump. Now that he has and taken man, over Twitter.
1: And the Manhattan Institute.
0: Yes, and the Manhattan Institute is right to which, point
1: out w- which to, to me is even worse, worse yeah. than Trump. Remind I mean, me Manhattan why? Institute remind
0: me why the Manhattan back. Institute is is so such bad news.
1: Yeah, Manhattan Institute is is one of the most important and least understood fascist psychological warfare operations oh, in wow. America. It is under the guise of this sort of quasi centrist front, and they managed to get like people from different parties involved in their bullshit. But they have been doing racist and fascist psyops since 1981. It was founded by William Casey, who in 1977, who went on to become Reagan's CIA director. That William Casey's, we could do 85 shows on just that dude made some Malta Opus day, like a whole bit, like that That dude was, was out there. Anyway, so William Casey started this institute and it just started pumping out racist psyops. And, and I mean that literally. So welfare queens, which was what Reagan used to try and destroy the social safety net, mm-hmm. that came from Manhattan Institute. Charles Murray, who wrote The Bell Curve, one of the most dangerous racists in the world because he kind of puts it in this quasi-scientific kind of idea right he was literally grown in a lab at Manhattan Institute like right? they gave him his first funding and kept him going all these years broken windows which was the racist really? and yes that is absolutely Manhattan Institute it
0: brings Brand, back to Giuliani broken, and uh, in his supposed I, term in
1: his mayor and then that, Turned into Palantir. Right. Because Peter Thiel was deeply connected to the Manhattan Institute. He founded Palantir there, Clearview, uh, you know, a bunch of his shit was connected at the Manhattan Institute. I'm telling you. And then just to bring it back home to today, this whole anti CRT psyop, that entire thing is Manhattan Institute the the nonsense that somehow crt is a thing mm. at all in our schools and is taking over it is a pure racist psyop and it was mm. started by christopher Rufo, who is a senior fellow at the manhattan mm. institute and so do you think it might be a is,
0: front for something it seems like it might be a front i mean i see well, organizations like that doing this broad range of activity over so many years for no money i mean why are they doing it really um Well, they have because they have Mercer money first of all. So they're (laughs) fine, and
1: and they have Paul Singer money, right? Okay, but that's the point: is that thing is funded by the same guy who controls my goddamn Twitter account right now,
0: right? And that's why, to me, I think the guy who's
1: doing the anti-CRT shit Mm. is also controlling Twitter. Yeah. It, like absorb that because <laughs> it's, it's very good.
0: scary when you landed up being because it happened on the same day i think you were taken off twitter at the same day that paul singer took over and basically and, and jack dorsey was fine day. so i was like that's <laughs> not a coincidence i don't believe in coincidences <laughs> so that's like someone's well, first they, day on the job the saying they yeah they
1: changed the rules right then there were new choices and I look i have a i have whole teams of people out there trying to figure out how to get me off Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Like they, yeah. they spend their time trying to find tweets to report me on and shit.
0: You know, so it, and it seems that's I mean, interesting. It's interesting that they did it on the same day. And that was just as they were introducing new rules. It certainly looks like a, it was a coordinated uh, hit. Then it was some, you know, there were someone was trying to take you down on that day.
1: I, I don't know that. I don't want to mm. speculate that okay. there was some sort of coordinate. I know. Look, I've, I've been undergoing sort of Constant assault for 16 mm-hmm. months.
0: Yeah, nice <laughs> so, feeling.
1: so it could have been just one of these groups that are just, for whatever reason, seem to be very focused and taking shots at me, found that particular tweet. And since the rules had just changed, I guess, because now there's a new policy in place on the same day, mm. it may, may be that I just got unlucky. I don't know.
0: It may but be. That's it, certainly worth. Luck. I'd love to know. And I'm bring sure bring you'd, you'd bring love to know. Bring it back. <laughs> and but wouldn't you to like to know? My friends who helped me. <laughs> yes, I would. And shouldn't everyone be allowed to know why their twitter accounts were suspended for any good reason and by whom and it's open warfare out there on in twitter it's a real battlefield as we all know anybody could be launching an op against somebody to try and get them off twitter for for any reason Um, the new privacy policy you know includes all this doxing stuff you know is where, where they we have to determine i guess whether something is public information whether it's personal information or somebody's a public figure not a public figure as to whether we can share their information and that's hard to tell who's a public figure sometimes you know you're a public figure in my mind but is it in twitter mind i don't know i mean
1: i I have a twitter account i don't know if that may i mean i have a podcast i guess by the way
0: you you do have a podcast let's talk about your podcast tell me a lot about it if you will and where can people find out about it
1: Just go to our twitter account radicalized pod it's me and my dear friend as who you know very well heidi kuda
0: lovely heidi kuda
1: lovely and wonderful and just she's just been a really amazing amazing person then we have um, sean connor who does all the amazing art and stuff and is also genius uh, about these things Uh, and then hi-fi who is just our resident passionate like Ass kicker who gets out there in the in the world and makes a difference. And um, how you know, cool is I think
0: that?
1: It's, it's been fun. We've, I mean, we're four in. I think they're getting better.
0: And so the I, the I, URL people, is, at least the Twitter account that they can go to is radicalized pod. Is that right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. So people can follow it, and uh, and I recommend they do. There's no smarter people on this issue of uh, radicalization and and what's happening to our uh, country in terms of brainwashing. It's like ops these are the people to follow and uh, radicalized pod is the thing to listen to so there you go it's at radicalized pod everyone should follow that and listen to these guys because they know what they're talking about and i want to talk to you a lot is there anything else you want to say about twitter should we finish should we wrap that up is there any way to
1: yeah uh, not really i mean i look i do not like having I mean, I feel like I have value. I have added a shitload of value to Twitter. I mm-hmm. got like a half a billion impressions or something like that, yeah. like that at this point, which is sick. <laughs> and I, how much money have they made from that? Right. They made a shitload of money off of me. And I, I, I want some respect. I want some, some security and some safety and some, you know, and...
0: So I do think they should treat creators in a different way. (laughs) I think creators need to be, creators need to have their property protected. I mean, if they suspend your account and then delete all the content, it's gone it's sort of, uh, it shouldn't be legal because it's not theirs to really remove. I mean, unless you somehow have signed it on, signed it over to them. But, you know, we, creators need to be able to access their content and their creations after the fact all the time. Um, and it shouldn't be that they can just, with the suspension, also delete your entire history, which sometimes yeah. is useful to have, like in you know, Donald Trump's case or, or other people's case like that.
1: It's definitely, um, it's an opaque situation. And it, one, I'll say one other thing. That really, really bothered me yeah. was I had to appeal that thing four times. Wow. Each time I got, at, you know, I waited like somewhere between four and 12 hours and got a form letter back. Wow. The same form letter, the exact same like stuff that they sent me the first time. Like I'm sending these long explanations and stuff. I'm like, guys, it's not a fucking slur. What are you doing? It's mm. it, it's from Pulp Fiction, you know. Like they're everyone's freaking out. I kept doing it, and they kept sending me the same thing back. And you know, there were some people that told me that multiple times works, and so mm. I just kept doing it. <laughs>
0: I had a very similar situation early on in narrative when they blocked my narrative TV account or what was then narrative live. And it took the same process. It took so many calls. And then it was only released after Donald Trump was defeated or something like that. That was the only time, or maybe it was the same day that... uh, yeah, I think it was de- when he was defeated. I think it was really strange yeah. The the timing was really strange on that. Let's talk about some other things that are going on in the news. Particularly want to talk about Mark Meadows, who tomorrow, you know, it looks like he's going to be referred to the DOJ for a uh, contempt referral by the commission there. What's going on? Do you think um, the information is that it has to do with the fact that the Verizon handed over His texts and phone calls to the commission, which of course they were legally bound to do stuff on there.
1: Oh no, no, Mark Meadows is guilty as fuck. Yeah, I don't think that that's a question. I think the reason the timing for it was that was when Steve Bannon's uh, court date got announced. Right. It was the same. It was so. Steve Bannon's court date gets announced. Mark Meadows is cooperating, and then suddenly he's not. Do no so you think it's because
0: of the late like, date So that he's by yeah, there all by like, time?
1: We got a year to destroy democracy. Let's go.
0: I mean, Mark Meadows' case, they actually do want him to be deposed, where in Bannon's case, I don't think that they ever expect him to show up and, you know, be part of the hearings. I mean, that's not going to happen. They just want to get him punished. But, but, but I mean, uh,
1: Meadows is dirty as shit. Like the, oh, yeah, <laughs> like for sure. Like he's not, he was in the White House coordinating this stuff. You know, at least Bannon was out in this, you know, stupid, dark, fascist office somewhere. This guy (laughs) was in the war room.
0: How, you know, it boggles my mind that all these, you seem to think that they're kind of, no, you're not smart is the right word, but they're, you know, they seem to be capable people. How they thought they were going to get away with something like this and not be caught is just stunning. Well, they they are. are and they're not. I mean, they didn't get away with everything that they... It depends what you they, think their objectives were on that day. I guess.
1: They've got they've g I mean, well, they certainly didn't succeed in all their plans. Otherwise, we'd be Gilead right now. Right. Right.
0: right. Exactly. Um but but we would not be on but, the air doing this show, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know, them doing that stuff was public, right?
0: Yes, but look—they've arrested a lot of people. There's a lot of people in jail who are not going to be rushing out to support their next foot soldiers. Yeah, but they're Uh, they're foot soldiers. You know, they've lost their army because their armies. You know, for the most part. No, no,
1: no, 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 (laughs) (laughs) no. They they got six hundred people in jail, and they've got another forty-nine million nine. 99 right. million to
0: go. But those like, people are going to be a little bit more reticent to just follow the the next time a president says, you know, I
1: disagree. It's yeah. getting much more radicalized every day. The appetite for violence, the demand for violence, the extreme rhetoric is as somebody who's in there all the time intensifying. You really and, are. And it's a clear trajectory when Twitter and Facebook deplatformed everybody in. January they all went to telegram and since then for the last 10 months as I've been screaming my ass off the kind of cult with a capital C like community if you want to call it that has I don't know gone up by a couple orders of magnitude like it's nuts and And because no one's
0: monitoring it it's even worse because well, we don't really thing. know a, a, how it's, big it is.
1: It's, it's a Russian in the UAE who's running it, right? Right. <laughs> like, right.
0: So there's kidding. no way to find out, and they're they're encouraging, and probably they have no problem. Russia has they, no problem they, with this kind of material being out, out there, no, in the, no, and they'll continue to let it. it. Yeah, they, it is what they do. It's probably their information yeah, the, psych the, war that they've launched. The Russians,
1: mainly uh, that are visible, are all in the neo-Nazi groups. The connection between the deepest white supremacist groups. Hmm. And Russia and Ukraine is blatant and open and obvious, you know, like white lives matter fucking telegram channel or whatever. There's just a bunch of Russians running around half the posts are in Russian. They intermingle. I mean, it's, it's quite remarkable.
0: You know, the same thing we discovered last night on the show about WeChat in China, that the same Russian propaganda is actually making itself in, you know, its way into China on WeChat and also Chinese nationals around the world who are using WeChat. So, you know, it's interesting that China has a lot of control over what content goes out everywhere, that they would be agreeing to let all this propaganda to go out on WeChat is interesting too. These things, they seem so benign, but really we're talking about weapons of war. These things is how America got into all the trouble we're in right now i mean it's yeah. these are disinformation machines that are brainwashing people making them believe the craziest things but also making them so disillusioned with their own country that they can't see their way out of it you know i think the biggest yeah. strike to america has been the blow to american confidence it's the number one thing that america has compared to other countries i feel is their confidence but this really has sort of has taken that back you know we've lost we've lost our innocence know if that's on that one
1: I don't know if that's a bad thing. I don't know if the destruction of the myth of American exceptionalism, you know, is a bad thing. Yeah. Like, sorry, but we're just another country. Yeah, we've accumulated a lot of shit because we came here and stole Native people's lands and got all these resources and and made a beautiful country. Do not get me wrong. I love this country. Let's be real about where this shit comes from.
0: Can I disagree with you on that? I do think America is an exceptional country. I don't think there are other countries like it around the world. There are no full-on democracies like America. They're all, you know, monarchy democracies, or they all have other sort of systems that are very, very uh, checked and balanced. But I do think that in this particular case, you can say that America is exceptional. There's no other democracy like it.
1: You know, I think every component of American democracy can be found elsewhere. Most of those because they just copied us, Right. Right. Um, the basic problem is, if I'm being perfectly honest, is that we are relying on relics as the way to divine what the laws are supposed to be. Right. So Paul Mason came on uh, our pot and he said the First Amendment gives people the right to call for genocide and the Second Amendment gives them the right to do it. That is the current interpretation of this Supreme Court, right? Right. Some other Supreme Court with sane people in it that are not cult members from the Federalist Society would say that's not what they meant. They did not mean, you know, the uh, militia meant that every single person gets to have an AK.
0: Absolutely not. That is not what they Lauren
1: meant. And Lauren Boebert should be having her kids with fucking machine guns in <laughs> front of the like Christmas tree. That is not what the Second Amendment was for. It exactly. was to make sure that we could protect ourselves in that situation. And it has been simply manipulated and weaponized against us. So we have this gap between our founding. And where we are now, which is that our society runs three orders of magnitude faster than it did then, Mm -hmm. right? And our judicial system is still, you know, we don't have powdered wigs, but we have everything else. It's all the same thing. And it takes years and years and years to stop people from doing crimes. That's not going to work anymore. We'll lose our
0: democracy. We absolutely need to be more responsive. And that leads us maybe to talk about uh, Merrick Garland and the lack of action uh, by the DOJ against any of the leadership in to stop the steal or the insurrection or the coup, whatever you want to call it. There, you know, none of the leaders, as far as we can tell, is even being investigated by the DOJ. You know, maybe they are. Maybe there's a secret, very, very quiet investigation going on, but it doesn't appear to be one. So uh, what is going on with that? What do you think is happening there, Jim?
1: I think Merrick Garland was brought in to be an institutionalist Mm -hmm. to restore the DOJ to its former glory or whatever. I think that's what Biden wanted. And I, th- I think that
0: thought, would include yeah. going after the president who committed genocide, right? I mean, at some point you would do that. There's no doubt in my mind that that would be restoring the honor of the DOJ would be going after the president who committed a bunch of crimes, including genocide, including, uh, you know, trying to overthrow an election and assume power in a coup.
1: There's still what? words Up about shit that. like optics. About, I mean, about, about the idea of going back. Look, I, I'm just telling you yeah. what absolutely looks like to me right and the one thing that actually really burns me and biden if you're listening and you're totally not,
0: hey you have sure to he is get rid of Christopher fucking Ryan, <laughs> what is wrong with you well, what's up biden's fault right
1: is yes it is he can fire that guy anytime he wants
0: But, you know, we just came through a whole period of time where we decided that we don't like that idea of a president interfering in a DOJ in any way or in any FBI investigation because he's not happy. If if he's not doing the job, if he's
1: not protecting the American people, he needs to go, Right. right? again like
0: there we two, need to make that our voices big
1: to, to balance yeah. right one is like norms and like whatever sort of hope and feely feels that we have about you know getting the doj back and then there's fucking democracy mm-hmm. and Absolutely. I, I, I would prefer for the doj to use every power every tool in its toolkit nothing illegal i'm not saying that but Biden can absolutely fire a Ray, and I don't give a fuck what the optics are. We need somebody in the head of the FBI who's going to go after people. And I he's agree not.
0: on him spe- specifically, but I think we need to make our voices heard more. I mean, I think I you know, a lot of how democracy works is through people protests, through people power, and through, you know, a message that's been carried by the people. And in some ways, we've been very quiet, on the, at least on the left. We, there's been a lot of reticence to God and, and, uh, and protest about specific issues. I get that. I understand why, But it needs to change. It's because it's potentially dangerous, but we can get out there you know we should be safe there's no reason why you can't protest in the in the united states no matter who you are and you should be able to get to do it and uh, you know
1: look the part of the reason why they went so hard after you know the blm protests right mm-hmm. and antifa and made up all this garbage about how it was really the left causing violence mm-hmm. is to put that fear in people's hearts Put the fear in their hearts that there's going to be violence, that there's going to be, you know, uh, that it's a dangerous thing to do, that it's Mm -hmm. un-American, that you're going to be looked at weirdly, you know, like whatever those fears were, they were intentionally put there. And I don't think anyone should pay any attention to that. It's a fucking country and we can protest anything we want. And in my opinion, all anti-fascists need to come together and start. Planning mass action. If we get to elect the elections next year and keep doing this Weimar Republic like frog in a boiling pot thing, Mm. we're done. Exactly. So if the government is not going to do it themselves, then we need to, you know, force the fucking issue by making our voices heard.
0: Absolutely. I think it's the only way that things get happen.
1: Like general strikes, Mm. just mass protests. I don't give a shit. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't claim to have the answer to all the action, but I know we have to take them, and I know there have to be mass action. We have to show we are bigger than them, mm. <laughs> that, that, that they are an abnormal fascist cult, and the rest of us don't want that shit.
0: Thank you for spending your time with narrative, and stay tuned. There's much more to this conversation in our next episode. Narrative is made possible by viewers and listeners like you who join at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Join today and support truly independent journalism. Patreon.com forward slash narrative.